to NURFM. We are talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And Barry Warwick, you've just been off to a rather interesting area that really isn't very well visited at the moment by Australians. That's right, Jane. Look, um, we went, my wife and I went um, to the Danube. Uh, down into the Delta area of the Danube, which was really uh, a lovely wilderness area. Uh, it, uh, it, that of seems course, hard to believe, doesn't it? It does, in Europe. Uh, and it's not without its problems, but at least it's still, the Danube is still growing. Um, there are something like 320 different bird species that uh, live in the, the Delta over summer. It has huge banks of reeds. You can go out to the the ocean or the river mouth and um, it is supposed to have something like 40% of the world's pelican population. So, again, something that's a, a little bit um, different and interesting. So, so which where does that come out? Where is the delta? Um, the delta, actually, there, there's a number of countries that, that make up the delta. Romania has the largest section and they have a population of something like 20,000. So you can see that it's not all that uh, overpopulated. Uh, the Ukraine, it comes out into the Ukraine and also into Bulgaria. So there's a few countries that have to get together to decide what is best for the Delta. And the sturgeon, uh, which is famous obviously for caviar, uh, lives in, or there are six species of it that live in the Delta and there's been a ban on fishing on that to try and help improve the numbers. Uh, they haven't bounced back as well as they would have liked them to have bounced back, but at least there's a concerted effort to, to improve their lot. Uh, that agreement terminates this year, so they are talking about extending that agreement. So... It's a beautiful reed bank area in the communist era. They actually harvested a lot of the reeds. Now they, and they drain some of the mouth of the, the delta, but they've uh, reversed that now. So only do, locals can harvest some of some the reeds. Some of the reeds. What does it look like? Do you get around by boat? Well, you do. You you go down to the, the mouth and there are the bigger boats that do the, the main channels that you can go down uh, and then you can go into smaller boats that take oh, between probably about eight people maximum plus the driver and these go through the lovely little narrow waterways and um, sometimes reeds overhanging, sometimes bushes overhanging. So it is a really diverse area. And um, it's a great way of seeing it. It's just just something nice to see a wilderness. And you don't think of wilderness being in Europe. You don't, actually. So this is on the Black Sea? Uh, yeah. Sorry, it comes out on the Black Sea. Yes. yes. Okay. And um, what about uh, travelling around? Which town do you go to? Look, um, Tolcha is the, the main or the biggest town, which is the entrance to the the Danube Delta, uh, but out towards the mouth is a little place called St George. Now, St George was really interesting. It had um, a few roads. They were There was no tarred roads. It did have an ambulance station and um, a general store, but really not that much else. And it was great to be able to wander around this little town and just see the 
uh, houses that people have, the vegetables that they were growing. Um, and it is a, a, a popular holiday destination for locals uh, in in the summer months and of course in winter uh, very few people live there and the houses are they big are they small the locals um the houses are fairly small and uh, there are the communist era flats now that was something interesting in romania is that uh, russia used to prefabricate these um, cement flat unit or units that were designed to house people um, and they are the ugliest things <laughs> so, and they're still there and they're still there and they were only supposed to last 70 years but now they've um, they're still going so they're getting well and truly towards their past their use by date it's two and urfm's talking travel for our sponsor travel on king and barry warwick the Lower Danube, we're looking at that at the moment, and a lot of that goes through Romania, you were saying. So um, there's probably some other things to see in Romania as well as the Danube Delta, which sounds fascinating. Yes, Jane. There's, uh, there's Romania well, I found really, really interesting. Uh, we flew into Bucharest. Uh, we were starting the river cruise, obviously, that was going to take us down to the Delta. But I was there a couple of days earlier so that I could go up to a town called Branov, uh, which is the stepping-off place for the famous Dracula's Castle. Now, Dracula's Castle really was a fort. It was never designed as a castle, but it was a really interesting area uh, to go up and visit. And Did you see Dracula? I didn't. Well, I saw a photo of him in one of the, the rooms of the castle. Uh, but interestingly, the castle that was named Dracula's Castle was incorrectly chosen by the, the writer of Dracula who had never, ever gone to Transylvania or Romania. Transylvania's in Romania. Um, and so he looked at the castle, liked the look of it, and so that became Dracula's castle. So a little bit of history there. Um, also in that same area is um, Pele's Castle, uh, which was built by the the... Romanian or a Romanian king back in the 18th century and it was more a hunting lodge but it's different to any of the other castles that I've ever visited and it was really ornate and probably because it was built in the latter half of the 18th century uh, it's far more modern uh, and well worth visiting if you're in that area. So, And there's also a monastery called Sanaya Monastery which again has a lot of history because when the um, in the Balkan area which is where Romania is part of uh, used to have lots of invasions and so the people would retreat back into the mountains uh, into this Transylvanian region um, and then when they built up strength go back and fight and get their lands back again so uh, it, it's really quite an interesting uh, area and also, Bucharest I found to be really quite interesting. There's some beautiful buildings which I didn't really expect to see. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of them are going into disrepair, but uh, it's still fascinating to walk around the uh, or, or to get around Bucharest. And in the main one of their main uh, parks, there's uh, a historical village area where you can see 
different styles of how the villages of the countryside they've bring, brought the houses in. So, again, something well worth seeing in Bucharest. Now, Bucharest, of course, is Romania. There were other parts of the Danube along the Danube that you well, had a look at. Too. Yeah, apart from going down to the Delta, we then um, cruised up through uh, Serbia, oh, Bulgaria, Serbia, and uh, Croatia, Slovakia. And look, there, you know, uh, and, and Budapest as well. Now, Budapest, everyone knows, is a beautiful city and we only had a day there which I really regretted not being able to spend longer. But there were some other highlights along the way that uh, I found to be really interesting. I mean, Belgrade was uh, an interesting area and we actually did the push bike thing. Um, luckily, they were electronically assisted, so we were able to do 17 kilometres worth of, of uh, bike riding. But again, it was just something that was a little bit different. Um, there's a town called Bratislava in Slovakia and again it was something that was unexpected it was lively had lots of restaurants and eating out areas you could walk from the uh, river cruise boat straight into the main street and it just had a really nice feel and I'd just not thought of Bratislava as a place to go and um, visit and in Croatia, in Orchuk, we, we actually went out and visited um, the home of a local. We actually had dinner there. And it was, again, one of those highlights uh, and special things that you don't get to do normally. And it was interesting just to get the exchange of ideas, how they felt. You, you had a look at how they lived. And um, these people were well off by, I guess, uh, the standards of most of the people in the villages. But because there were so many passengers that needed to go to places, different um, each, each passenger was allocated a different house. Uh, and some of the, the hosts didn't actually speak English, so they had to have a translator that actually went along. But again, everyone, it was a positive experience for everyone, and I think they got a lot out of it. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful trip. And then you finished up in Vienna. Finished up in the city of Vienna. And Vienna's beautiful. Um, and went to the Spanish Riding School. Now, unfortunately, by the time I booked, there was only... Well, there's limited seating anyway. Um, and there was only standing room uh, above it. And the tickets weren't all that expensive. But you did miss out by taking those seats. So... Uh, Spanish Riding School, I know that the, the main seating is really expensive, but I think it's definitely worth that for the experience. Thank you, Barry Warwick. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.